Okay, hello. So, um, welcome to Light Out Shreya. Uh, with me, Shreya, and today we have a new guest. Hi, um, my name is Anna, and I'm from Brazil. I'm 17. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about, um, I think it's the last week before the race starts. So we're going to be talking about uh, the contracts and a little bit about like interesting things going on with drivers like usual. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. Okay, so currently we're going to do like um obviously like a little kind of breakdown of like what driver pairings are currently there right now. So like currently we have for I think um Red Bull, we currently have Max and Sergio confirmed. Then we have Lance and Stroll for Aston Martin. Um then we have McLaren, Norris and Oscar. Uh then we have Alex um, Charles and Carlos are still on Ferrari. Um, George is on Mercedes. Pierre and Ocon are on um, Alphine. But yet we still have Alphatari and Haas to like yet release their um, driver pairings. So currently, I think, I think Hamilton should probably get his like seat. What do you think, like, about Hamilton not yet having the contract? Yeah, I've seen some rumors about, like, him retiring, and I've seen some, like, I think it was, like, responses that he did, and I was like, yeah, I hope he signs a contract, because I just need him to get his eighth title, because, I mean, I'm a Ferrari fan, but I am so in love with Lewis Hamilton, and I just love him, and although I'm a, a Charles girl, like, um, a Tifosi, I just... I need him to a, to win his like eighth world title, and I just have this big opinion that everyone has that he lost his title, like he was robbed in twenty twenty one, and I just yeah, I think he should sign his contract, and I need to see him racing because I still I'm not over Seb's retirement, and I can't have Lewis retiring now. I just can't. Yeah, I mean, like for sure, because like, also there's like rumors about um Carlos possibly going to Mercedes and then that would mean like Hamilton would probably have to go or like George would have to go I see I think if George left it would be sad but at the same time I need Hamilton to be back there because like I know it's like unfair with like Hamilton obviously being like it's it's like not seeing that like oh yeah Hamilton's like Mercedes favorite even though he's the oldest but I think he still can do it. Like, he's what? Like, almost, he's 35, 36. I think he still could, like, keep going. Yeah, he's 36. He's, like, almost the, the um, oldest. Like, we all know Alonso is the oldest. <laughs> but yeah. um, he's 38. And I think he's, like, he's got his face together. Like, he, he can do it. He can win it. And he's, like, a point less than Fernando. And Fernando is, like... In I don't know third place in the standings. I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I just think he can he can get his shit together and he can win the title if he gets the right car. Yeah. Plus, also he's been doing like pretty consistent this whole entire season, and I think I think he still like he has he still has like the pace like um also like strength to keep going. Like earlier this season, I think this season or last season, he was complaining about like back problems in the car but I think like he still could keep going because like he's not now like complaining about it too much and I still think like 
I could possibly work. Like for him to yeah. be there next year. Yeah, um, he was like complaining about the back pain last year because the car was like shaking too much and they yeah. fixed the car and it's a new car and he hasn't been complaining. And the Carlos thing, I just, I don't think he will, he would go to Mercedes. I've seen rumors mm -hmm. about him going to Audi in like 2026, I think. I've seen him, people yeah. talking about like a pre-signed contract and I'm like, mm, I don't think that's, what's gonna happen and there's that interview he did with Charles and he's like we're together and if it's not us together it's like nothing it's us or nothing so I just think it's not possible that he's leaving Ferrari anytime soon yeah I definitely think so um yeah I think Charles declared because he got like what a five-year contract or something I think that was a really long contract um but I don't know I think like Having, like, a five-year contract is definitely great for Ferrari, but, like, I think I was talking to, like, someone earlier about um how, like, there was, I think, Sebastian Vettel, when he was on Ferrari, he was, like, so happy, and then now, he's, like, then he started, like, then Ferrari started going a little bad, and he was, like, getting disappointed. So I think Charles Leclerc, you might be saying that. Um, I know he still had a lot of history with Ferrari, um, being that um one of his closest friends, uh, Jules Bianchi, was like wanting to be on Ferrari so I think he definitely had that memory but like I still think that like he's not happy with like especially with Xavi like I know I'm gonna be mad at Xavi like for giving bad team orders but it's kind of sad he's leaving because like he's been on the team for so long and actually has helped sometimes I mean this year and last year was like different I guess like not in a good way yeah he people have like some really different opinions about him some people love him because of like all the past he has with ferrari but it's kind of sad that he's leaving but i just really wish that a good person like goes to charles team and like he actually gets some wins because i just miss him seeing him win like i just i'm such a tifosi so i can't like i can't explain how much i love it but i don't think um, Charles is gonna leave Ferrari, especially because of that, like the whole Jules thing, and his father that he like he did all the thing, like he lied to his dad when he was dying, and then he actually didn't lie because he actually got to Ferrari in 2019 and everything. So I just think like it's such a historical team, and he's like so in love with it, just like Sab was. And my opinion, sadly, is that Ferrari is destroying his career, just like they did with Sebastian and that's really sad but I just think it's the truth yeah I also like um also keeping like um understanding that like in Alphatari we have um Ricardo and Yuki Sonoda right now um Yuki Sonoda has not like said anything yet about his contract um and knowing that like Nick DeVries has like had a short season than like anyone we might have seen before um, so I think it's, like, I don't know, I don't know if, like, Ricardo, I think Ricardo could potentially keep his seat in Alphatari because, like, of that Red Bull, like, connection with Christian Horner, like, probably he would get a seat, but I don't know, like, thoughts on, like, Nick DeVries, because, like, I'm happy for Ricardo getting a seat, but then, like, Nick DeVries, like, having to leave early, and, like, he he's just a rookie, so, like, you can't expect much out of him. 
Yeah, and like if you look at like last year, he was a rookie, and in Williams, he got like points in his first race in Formula One. Like it was so short notice. Like Albon had just got, I think it was appendicitis, and he was like so short notice. Come here, let's race because that guy is like he's not gonna race. He's in a hospital. He hasn't been decided. So you need to race for him. And he got points in a Williams. So I think he's got a lot of potential. And it's so sad that his time was cut so short. Because I legit think he was meant to be like a really good driver. And it just like reminds me of how unfair Formula One can be sometimes. Because although I love Danny, oh my god, I'm such a Danny fan. I love him with all my heart. I just think it was really unfair what happened to Nick. I love Danny, and I think it's such a good thing that he was back on the grid. I love him with all my heart, but I just felt so sad for Nick. And as of Yuki, I don't know, because he's been in, like, AlphaTauri for three years or something? Two years? I don't remember. Two years, I think. Yeah, yeah. and his contract's ending this year, and he hasn't said anything. I was kind of expecting more of this silly season. We haven't seen anything. Yeah, like I was because like I was trying to look up like um a couple of weeks ago, like trying to like prepare for this episode, and I was like, okay, where what what potential to see? And all I'm seeing is like, oh yeah, um, so Carlos could potentially go to Mercedes. So that's it. I'm like, there's nothing else. And then like last year, we saw a lot of silly season with not only the drivers but even the team principals. And now this year, I feel like everything's not like it's different and it's changed. It's not like. It's not like we get any more of a, like, oh, big shocking thing. So I think if if the year goes like it's planned, it's probably going to be everything, like, as we expected. Um, I personally think that Nick DeVries, he, he could have done, like, like, I mean, he's a rookie. I, like, Oscar set the expectation too high. Um, but I think, like, if you look at Logan, like, Nick DeVries is kind of doing better than Logan. Um and considering that Alphatari and Williams are currently fighting for points, I think I think they should have kept Nick De- Nick DeVries and then see at the end of the year, okay, if he's doing bad, it'll make sense to put Ricardo in. Um, it's all of a sudden like Yuki Sonoda, like you're saying, like two years, and then now he's like he's almost the older brother in the um the team. It's almost like when Lando Norris had to become the older brother this year for Oscar. So I think that's like. It's kind of different to see that um, uh, that viewpoint. That that the whole McLaren thing is just like so amazing to see this year. Like we've never seen Lando being like the older one, the more experienced one. Like he has more experience, and he has been driving for like more than his teammate and that's something we've never seen and just like his duo with oscar reminds me so much of like him and carlos and him and danny more carlos i don't know why but just has this like the similar vibes to carlos and him and it just warms my heart there's a parallel i've seen on instagram with one time that he was gonna hug i think it was carlos or it was danny i don't remember he was gonna hug the older teammate and then he was like kind of shy about it but the old teammate like pulled him in and then the same thing happened this year between the two of them like the mclaren boys and another thing i wasn't that much of a fan of like lando and i didn't even know oscar um until this year but i wasn't that big of a fan of lando and now i'm like super like i'm loving lando and i just love oscar he's such a 
cutie. And I started liking Lando after Brazil last year. Like his whole birthday thing and how he like was suffering. He had like I don't remember what he had, but he was ill and like it was his birthday. He had like a really rough weekend. I just remembered that and I started like liking him kinda like pitying and then started liking and now I'm just like Lando's such a sweetie, how could I not like him? Yeah. Also because, like Landon Norris potentially could be the driver to beat Max Verstappen this year, I think. Because, like, Max Verstappen has been dominating for about two years, um, especially after stealing, I'll say, stealing Hamilton's championship, which, in my mind, he's currently eight-time world championships. Um, but after that, he's been dominating it, and I think that's, like, it's, like, it's not much there, but then Landon Norris, I think, after Silverstone, really showed like he had like McLaren had the pace and it's shocking because like McLaren had to do a couple of libraries which I don't think we've seen before but like they had to do a couple and then finally they got the car that they needed and I think it goes on and I think like Lando itself like no matter how old he could be like 65 I'll still think of him as like five years old um and I think like ha- having like a younger teammate next to you is Oscar like seems really like it seems different, and I don't think, like, it was something I was going to be prepared for. Um, and I definitely think that. And alongside, like, with Carlos, I do think Carlos and Lando were probably the best teammates, I think. Because, like, they had the right, like, they would drive together, and they would compete, but they would also be, like, best friends. So I think, like, they're the best team, like, two of the best teammates to put together. Yeah, I just, I miss seeing them together racing and the whole like McLaren goodbye they did for Carlos was so heartbreaking. Like seeing the videos and like just Lando sitting in the quiet corner, like I think he was holding his tears or something because I just think him and Carlos, he, they still have this like super strong bond and super strong friendship and it's something I really love. Like Carlos left. McLaren, but they they still have this bond, and it's so cute. And he has so much potential to be a world champion. He has one of he is one of the drivers that I think have the most potential on the grid. Like besides the one that the ones that have already won, like Hamilton, Alonso, and Max. I think like we have a solid like three people who could like actually win that are like Carlo, um, Charles. Um, maybe George and Lando, like they have really big potential. And about yeah. the Lewis thing, I also agree. He has like eight world championships, and nothing is, no one can say otherwise to me. I don't know if you saw, but Lewis is a, he's an honorary Brazilian. He has like a honorary Brazilian citizenship. And I saw online the, the whole assembly they did in the like the capital of my country and I just saw everything live and then when a guy was presenting Lewis to everyone and to all the people that were there he was like oh Lewis Hamilton the eighth um the eight-time world championship and champion and then people were like oh no he had he said seven it was like oh the seven-time world champion and then everyone that was there screamed oh eight eight he's eight-time world champion and he was like oh okay eight-time world champion and then like he came all laughing and he was like with this I think it was like the whole purple oh it was I think whole purple suit it was just like such an amazing 
memory to have like as a Brazilian seeing him especially after like the whole thing he did in Interlagos with the flag that he like he did the same thing as Ayrton did and yeah, I'm such a big that. fan of Ayrton like I'm Brazilian I cannot not love him like I just love him with all my heart and he's my favorite driver of all time but currently it's Charles yeah, I like even like if um in like the F one um F one TV um for the Brazilian Grand Prix last year, I like I saw like there was just like whole like someone literally went out and made like a whole citizens like card thing for Lewis Hamilton like a whole passport and I was like that's like he he has like a lot of history there and I think like it's really like Lewis Hamilton's the type of guy to like no matter what he does like. He's gonna be the guy that everyone loves. Like you could either hate him, no, sorry, you could either love him or just like, just not have any like huge feelings. But I feel like no one could hate him unless you're like a Red Bull full on Red Bull Max fan. I guess you might hate him, but like even all the drivers love him. Like I've seen sometimes like pictures of Max Verstappen and um, Hamilton together, and like they they just look like they're having fun. So like. I honestly think, like, even Max didn't hate him, um, even after Abu Dhabi 2021. Um, they still are, like, almost still friends. Um, but, like, what is your favorite um, driver pairing that we've seen throughout the whole sport? Oh, I can't, I don't know if I can say, like, the whole sport, because there are so many. Like, now, I genuinely think, like, Ferrari and McLaren are the best ones, because, like, the whole duo they have between C2 and the McLaren boys are so good but the whole like life and everything I could probably say like um Michael and Bahicello he's also Brazilian in Brazil we call him Rubinho because his name is Rubens and then we just like the Inho is like little it's like little Rubens and then oh. well Michael and Rubinho there's like the whole I don't know if you've seen that picture, but like Michael dressed as a bride and Rubinho was also dressed like as a, I think it was a bride also. And that, that champion, like one of the championships, like they were all with the red wigs and it was like the same time. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was I like the time done. they were together, like as teammates. And I just think like that time of Ferrari was so amazing. And like, although Ferrari had like, uh, they really like favored like the favorite was Schumacher and that's of course understandable but like they did some really shitty things with Rubinho and I kind of understand but I also like don't because I like him but um they had although everything like in spite of everything that happened between them Rubinho still likes Schumacher and I just think their duo was like something really really cool to see like that bright photo just like baffles me out every time I look at it I just laugh so much because it's like them two like almost doing like a formal dance like you know the ones that people do in quinceañeras yeah yeah it's basically them doing that and it's just so amazing I would I would definitely I think that sounds like a pretty good driver pairing um I would I'm really like a huge Carlando fan like I I like I only became a Ferrari fan because Carlos moved, but I was honestly like ready to like um go for like McLaren full on because I think Carlos and Lando like I love their relationship. Like they're they're funny people, I totally understand. Like 
their whole um videos together are so funny um but i feel like i feel like the good thing is like with driving even like we've seen this year with alonso and lance Stroll, they're like they know how to help each other but also be a little competitive to like obviously not just give way but like kind of by each other i feel like that's like a good way to drive in formula one where you're not like Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen kind of arguing on like who can go first. Um, but I think that like uh, Lance Stroll and Alonso have the best this year, but in the whole sport, I probably have to say um, Valtteri Bottas and Hamilton. I like, I really loved it. I think Drive to Survive made their relationship look 10 times worse, but it was actually like, I think they both got along pretty well. Um, who would you say would, so, um, I have a couple of, like, kind of, I don't know if you've seen this, but, like, on Instagram, there would always be these things where, like, who would you want to sit with at, like, a table yeah. or stuff? Yeah. Yeah, so, it. I've seen lots I have of a couple of those down okay. here. So, so, if you were to sit at a table, um, with, would, who would you sit with? So, the first table is Sebastian Ricardo, uh, Sebastian Ricardo. And Kimi Raikkonen, and then the second table is Norris, Carlos, and Charles. That's so unfair. I just love Kimi. Like I just love him so badly, and I just really want to answer that table. But the other one has my favorite driver, and it's it's gonna be a long time to see Seb and Kimi together. So I'll just stick with that one. I can see Charles another time. I'm gonna stick with Kimi, Seb, and Danny. Yeah, I'd probably, I would probably sit with. Cause I feel like Norris and Carlos would, like, they would be perfectly fine to talk to each other. And I feel like Charles would be very like, like, kind of in that little table. I feel like yeah, Seb, kind of third wheeling, like a couple. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I feel like Seb, Ricardo, I. Sebastian Vettel would be like the perfect guy to sit, cause like sit next to because like whatever like whatever like emotion or wh- whatever you're going through, um, I feel like Sebastian, uh, Sebastian and Ricardo would be two of the first people to cheer you up, and I feel like Kimi would be the one to he wouldn't cheer you up, but he would say something like that he doesn't mean in a funny way, but it would be funny, cause like his, yeah, his like ice emotion, like I think I would yeah. definitely agree with you. It would be, like, a really amazing table to sit. Just, like, him saying, like, oh, stop having, like, those thoughts. Everything is going to be all right. Just shut up and let's eat. And I will just, like, completely laugh. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, the next table is Bottas, Hamilton, and Rosberg, or Mark Webber, Mac Verstappen, and Daniel Daniel Kiva. Those, that's a really tough question because, well, we have the ex and the actual boyfriend of Kelly, and then we yeah. have the bromance that kind of broke up in in um, Mercedes. But I just really, I really would like to see the Mercedes side, just like how they feel about each other, like actually what happened between them, like what happened if I could just sit them and be like, okay, therapy session, what the hell happened between you two? And just walk me through everything that happened. 
That is smart. But I feel like I would sit with Weber, Max, and Kivat. Just because I feel like Max and Kivat would handle it like adults. And they're, they're probably not, like, they'd probably hate each other. But, like, they're not going to be, like, super angry. But I feel like Hamilton and Rosberg will be, like, I feel like there's a food fight that's going to go on right there. Because, like, I could see. I've seen Rosberg's Instagram at the paddock. And I can say that he does not like Hamilton. Yeah, but I just would love to hear, like, what happened. But I think, like, Max and him can be, like, pretty civil because they still, like, they have to be civil with the one in, uh, with each other because, like, Max is with Kelly and, like, Dan- um, Daniel has, like, a daughter with Kelly. They have yeah. Three. So, like, they have to meet up each other. Like, they were both in peace birthday, like, a couple, like, days ago. So, they have to, like, keep it civil. So, I like drama. So, I think I would sit with the Mercedes one. Honestly, yeah. I just, like, I don't know how, like, all of a sudden it was, like, Kivat and then Kelly, like, had... Like, I want... What did Kivat... Like, I want... Like, honestly, I do kind of want to know, like... What did Kavad do to Kelly that made her all of a sudden, like, go to Max? And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, the relationship didn't didn't seem right. But I think, I feel like both of us would just, like, like, if you sat at the table with Hamilton, Rosberg, and both of us, I feel like both of us would just be, like, also, like, your sidekick. Yeah. Like, the therapist. Yeah. Um... The next table is Carlos Alonso and Sergio Perez, or Yuki Sonoda, Zhao, and Nick DeVries. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Spanish speaking ones because I would love to train my Spanish because I'm Brazilian and it's really similar to Portuguese and it would be an amazing thing to like just speak in Spanish. And I just love one thing about Carlos. He always thinks he's Latino, but Latino is if you're born in Latin America. He was <laughs> born in Europe, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm such a Latino," and I'm just like, uh, "No, you're not. You're um, you're European. You're not Latin. You're like you're not Latino." But sure, I accept you. Come, let's be Latinos together. I would totally sit, yeah, at Carl because Carlos is like my favorite driver, so I would sit with that. And I feel like Alonso and Sergio Perez like. Because, like, I'm currently learning Spanish in high school. I think I'm starting to take AP Spanish next year. So I think, like, they would help me out a lot. Um, plus, I think Carlos, Alonso, Sergio, like, they were on pole one time. So I think they would seem like a fun gang to sit with, for sure. Yeah, they actually seem pretty fun. Okay, so the next table is Mick Schumacher, George, and Hamilton, or... Robert, Charles, and Carlos. You caught me in my feelings again. I just love Mick so much. And I just really miss him in the grid. But I think I'm going to have to stick with the Ferrari boys because I'm such a tifosi and I need to go with them. And it's my favorite driver. And then we have Carlos, who's like one of the funniest guys I've ever seen in my whole life. Do you know that interview they did, like playing soccer with this weird, um, the weird oh yeah, I saw thing. that. Yeah. yeah. Every time I feel sad, I just put the that video on, and I just almost like cry laughing. Just it's just so funny, the way that they laugh. Their laughs. Can't we talk about that? Like their laughs. 
it's just, I just it's love so, them laughing. Like, so funny to listen. Like, it's so nice to listen to her laugh. And, like, it's, like, all their C-squared videos are, like, the best. I think, I can't Literally. even rank them because, like, they're all so good. Yes. What if I added, um, to the, to the Ferrari table, I added Fred and, um, Fred and Doris. And then, um, to the Mercedes table, I added Toto Wolf and Susie Wolf. Yeah, then I have to, I had to switch and go to Toto because he's just, I can't, I don't even have words. It's just Toto. And like just having the Mercedes team there, it would be such an, like a presence. And then Susie, who's also like, he's, she's in the um, F1 Academy now. And that's yeah. amazing. I would love to ask about that because just, it's a Formula One for girls. And it has like, I'm just like, such a fan of Bianca, you know, the one that's driving yeah. F- F1 Academy, the, yeah. I think Fair she's Philippines. Filipino. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love her. And I would like ask a bunch of questions about F1 Academy and everything. I know. I would totally love to just like, I think if I could sit with the F1 Academy girls, I think I would go full on fangirl more than I fangirl over Charles and Carlos. Like they're like, they're like idols more than like Charles and Carlos to me. Okay, next table is, um, and this is for um, kind of like F2 and F3 now. So you have Dio, Oliver, Martins. Um, and then the other table, you have Leclerc, Fittipaldi, and Crawford. I have to stick with the second one because there's a, there's a Brazilian di- driver there. And there's also Arthur. Which is so cute. I I'm so in love with Ollie, but I have to like pass him for a second, just because I would love to be in a table with a like. Um, we're talking about. Okay, yeah, I would be in the second table because like he's just the Brazilian driver. He's like grandson to Emerson Fittipaldi, and it's just like, yeah. it's so his it's like he's a completely like historical driver in like formula one and then he's like he's won for the first time i think like a couple of days ago and then there's just like arthur and i could ask a lot of things about him also because we see a lot of things about like charles and his um point of view of his life and how it was for him to lose his dad and how it was for him to get into formula one but we don't see that much of arthur's side like how it was for him to lose his ad and how it was for him to stop racing so Charles could go on and like continue to race. And I just really love, like, I would like to hear his side of the story. I would. I, but honestly, I feel like I really like, I like in um F1, F2, sorry. I do think Ollie is like, if there was a table with Ollie and Leclerc, I would sit there a hundred percent. But yeah, I think Ollie, if like, from those uh, Prima racing days, like uh, those videos with Ollie and Leclerc together, I think I would like. I, I liked Ollie a little more just because I feel like he was like he was really a good teddy bear. Like yeah, <laughs> like he was really like he seemed like a really nice, genuine person. I think Theo would also be like a nice person to sit with. Um, I think that would. What if I added to the Leclerc table, I added, um, if I added Paul Aaron, and then to Theo Oliver um, Martin's table, I added, um, I'm trying to remember what his name was. 
Um. Oh, Dennis Hogger. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna stick with the one that I chose. Although I li- like, I love Paul, so it's just like another win. And I like Dennis, but yeah, I would like go to the other one because of Ali. I just love him. He's such a cute little. He's like a cute little angel. You just like he's like a teddy bear. You want to squeeze him, like put him <laughs> in, the, in the little, a little box and protect him for every ma- bad thing there is in the world. But I just would love to talk to Arthur and like and Fittipaldi and yeah, Paul Aaron also. Um. Okay. Next table is Louis Alonso Hulkenberg. And then the other table is Oscar, Logan, and Yuki Sonoda. Hmm. I don't really like Hulkenberg, but I just love Lewis. And I don't really like that much of Alonso, but I would sit in their one, their table, just to ask Alonso, what the fuck is with the whole Taylor thing? Like, how did that happen? How did the rumors no. with Taylor Swift started? And like he's getting into it. He's just like he's posting TikToks with like Taylor's song. And then I would just like talk a bunch of things with Lewis, but like especially with Alonzo being like, What the hell is happening? Oh, and then Lewis and Shakira are together. Yeah. Like it's rumored that they're together. Yeah. I would definitely agree to sit at Lewis and Alonzo's table. But Hulkenberg, I don't know. I feel like everyone loves Hulkenberg because of the Barbie movie that he's like a Ken person. I might sit with like Oscar, Logan, and Yuki just because me and Yuki will talk about food a hundred percent. We're both huge yeah. foodies. He's Logan, a I can probably talk about yeah. Logan, I can probably talk about like America. Like, because we're both from America. I could talk about talk to him about Miami. I've always wanted to go. I went there, but, like, I would love to live there. Yeah. Oscar, I just, I don't know. I think I'd probably sit at Lewis and Alonso's table. Hulkenberg might be a problem. Yeah. Um, Because I'm upset that he stole, that he didn't steal Mick's seat, but, like, that he took Mick's seat. And yeah. I really would love Mick in Formula One. Um, But I think I would agree with you. I would definitely need to ask... Alonzo, how did he end up with Taylor Swift? And Lewis, how he ended up with Shakira? Because if they ever get together, I'm done. Because if they break up, because we know like these drivers cannot keep a girlfriend. If they break Literally. up, it's like how are you gonna like? It's gonna be me choosing Formula One versus Taylor Swift. Like that's a huge problem. Or it is. Formula One versus Shakira. Yeah. Like that. That's that should be illegal to choose. Yeah, I'm like I'm literally a child of a divorce. I'm just like so in love with like Harry and then Taylor, and they broke up, and I'm a child of a divorce. So that already pisses me off. And then like if Lewis gets with Shakira and they break up, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to live through it. I personally love Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner together. Yeah, I, he's like, like he's kind of married though, but. That was cute. And I just love his song. Like, Back to December is one of my favorite songs in Speak Now album. It's just, like, so good. <laughs> so, um, now I have, like, the awards for, like, the drivers. So, if you had to give the award for the best driver of Formula One, 
who would it be currently on the grid? As a driver or as a person? Uh, as a driver. Okay, so I would give the word outstanding for Lewis. I would, I think I, I would agree with that, for sure, Lewis. Um, I'm trying to think of all the drivers. I would probably say Lewis or Albon, because Albon had, like, shown that, like, Williams is not, like, it's not, like, just a team to push aside. I feel like Albon yeah. really, like, proved Williams' like place in the sport. Yeah. Yeah, and if who's it was a driver? From... Oh, oh, uh, who's a driver? <laughs> who's a driver who's most likely to get distracted in like a race? Carlos. <laughs> he he's just. I have ADHD, and I I think he has also ADHD because he's just like if you look at any photo of him that he wasn't like meant to be like looking at the camera, he's just like zoning out thinking about everything but where he is and he's just like I just think he has like some kind of zoning out thing he just loves to zone out and I could like in a race I could not see any of the drivers doing it because like they're really professional but like in Mm -hmm. life I could totally see Carlos doing it I could I think a driver who would most likely get distracted could probably be like Daniel Ricardo if like someone came on the radio and it was like his friend or something, he'd probably get distracted. Um I think or Lando. Lando would pop- probably get distracted. Especially if Carlos came on the radio. And yeah. I think yeah. Um, who would most likely get fired for doing something funny in the paddock? something funny and getting fired for it um i could see landon doing it or daniel daniel danny yeah i was thinking daniel yeah danny he could i feel like he might do like or i feel like both of them like i feel like they might do like a harmless prank but it goes too far like in the team principal i think they would yeah okay um, the last one is, who do you think would most likely, uh, was, oh yeah, sorry. Who do you think would most likely be, um, who would most likely eat a lot of food on the, who would like eat food while driving? Yuki, that's not even a question. He's just like a big foodie. He wants to own his own restaurant. I could just see him like driving with one hand and having like the sushi sticks with another one and just like eating. <laughs> I love like how he also said that like in uh one of the interviews that his dream would be to own a restaurant. I think that was yeah. like the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Because everyone, everyone was like, like oh, I want to be world champion. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, I want to win a Formula One title. And he was like, I want a restaurant. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna like his goal in Formula One is to win the world titles. So we can get enough money and then have a restaurant. And then, yeah. like, be done with Formula One. Just have his restaurant going. It would like be that's... something. It would be something. <laughs> I feel like he would also get, like, he would be in Formula One just to get the fame. So he gets his restaurant name out. And then he'll be, like, like not like kind of Hamilton, like, who had a restaurant. 
but he would like after he gets to the restaurant he'd done with formula one I just, yeah like his his whole like the way he said it his passion okay who's the best driver duo off track that you've seen in formula one i actually think it's albon and george their friendship is really cute i would say but i feel like albon george and lando are like I Crazy. feel like I would have to keep them three together. Yeah. Also, I think um, maybe a good duo would probably also be off track. Would probably be, I think, Pierre and Yuki. Yeah. We have already proven <laughs> multiple times that they're a good duo. And they met each other like um, in the beginning of the season. like in the gym i think it was yeah and like i just love that photo of them like they were in their racing suits in Ofatari and like pierre has his hand on yuki's butt oh that's, yeah i saw that that was so cute something. it is it's so cute like i honestly like like they're the type of i think those two and also carlos and linda are the two types of drivers uh pairing to not like not just be like friends on track but like yeah even when they're in different teams they still like they still have their romance going on yeah it's so cute it's it's really something it's so cute so also i heard a rumor that motorsport might be joining um the olympics in 2028 Any i thoughts? didn't see that but it would be something really amazing to see I just think that there is this huge like thing above Formula One that everything everyone thinks like oh Formula One's not a sport and ev- like I've seen multiple people saying that Formula One is not a sport because it doesn't have a ball or it doesn't have a field yeah but there is a track and all the drivers actually have to really work hard like there is some really athletical things that they need to do have you seen the reflexes their workout. Yeah. Like, I just, I know that um, George, he can, like, lift 40 kilos with his neck. And it's just like, how can you, you he can basically lift me with his neck. That's like, scary. I think there's, yeah, there was a quadrant video or something where um, this guy, he goes to Landon Norris and he tries out Landon Norris workout. And, like, I feel like just seeing him fail. I'm like, if I did that, I would look like a laughing stock because, like, they're just like everyone thinks that it's just like so easy, like, oh, you just sit in a car and drive, but like yeah. you're driving at like 300 kilometers per hour, and then also you're turning, which has like a lot of force on your neck. So your body yeah. needs to withstand that, and even in Singapore, they're like sweating coming out of the car, like. That is not, and especially the fact that one time Ferrari did not, I think last race, Ferrari did not give Charles, a, like, water. Yeah, like, it could, was, it's really a deadly sport. It is. We've seen multiple times people have died over this sport. Like, we have seen multiple times. Of course, we have seen way more, like, way more recently, like, the really, like, old days. But we have been, like, we had casualties this year we have um i forgot his name dilano he died this year driving i think he was in formula two or formula three i don't remember which one it is yeah i think formula two 
Yeah, and he was like 18 or something. And mm-hmm. he died this year, 2023, in Formula 2. Like, that's, like, unreal to think. Like, he was so young. He had, like, this really bright future ahead of him. And then it was just, like, cut short. So it is a really dangerous sport, and it is a sport. Yeah, and, like, I think even, like, because, like, we've seen deadly things happen in the sport, like crashes. Um, thankfully, like, one of the crashes we've seen, like, someone has come out alive, like, um, Romain Grosjean's fire accident. Like, that was, the way all the cars, like, just stopped and, like, all the drivers were, like, first of all, worried. Like, they didn't even know what was going on. They saw fire and, like, red flags. And then, like, the fact that he, he came out alive, like, he just burned a little bit of his hand. But, like, the fact that he came out alive, like, if I was in that car, there's, like, there's a, like, 0% chance you could come out alive. Um, and then obviously seeing the same kind of similar thing happening with Mick Schumacher, I think like the sport definitely like, I feel like the FIA, they don't do much to like, make it safer. I feel like they only work on like, promoting it and whatever. And I I just don't, I don't like that part. Like how like they promoted the Miami Grand Prix. I feel like the whole getting those influencers who don't like, know what F1 is, don't really help to show oh, this is what F1 is. I feel like it's just not, it's not, like, the right thing. Yeah, Formula 1 kind of became this, like, money machine. Like, you want only money and money only. FIA has, like, this really thing where we've seen last year in Japan what happened, like, it was really heavy rain. There was a tractor in the track, just like how Jules died. And, like, FIA doesn't really care for their safety they could have died like Shroud could have died um when the fry didn't give him water like it's a really deadly sport and like FIA didn't do anything like recently for them just like the last thing that I could remember it like really changed like the perspective of Formula One was the halo and it was like five years ago or something it was like 2018 so FIA just really like wants the money and wants the fame but like the drivers can yeah. like screw themselves yeah i totally agree like they um i feel like they don't they don't put attention into what the sport used to be and that's why now it's like really different than what what we've seen before that's why i feel like the sport has like especially like with all those like i feel like when they keep rules they they keep like only the boring rules like track limits i get it but like those are the only rules they stress on but when something like when someone crashes they're like oh it's a minor crash but like that like i get it like um a couple of the crashes we've seen like they're minor but like they could be something bad one day like yeah no one wants to live to see that it's like oh just a little crash like they crashed the wall okay they crashed the wall but just look them like see if they're all right like Sometimes they don't even, like, actually put a a safety car. They just do, like, a virtual safety car. And I just, like, I don't really understand, like, the whole concept of the virtual safety car. I just think it would be so Yeah, like, it was... It was so... It would be better to have just the safety car. Like, put the car there, see if the driver's okay, take the car out, and then continue. Or do the whole red flag. Like, stop the race, take the car, then they can race again. Yeah, especially, like, Sometimes what they would do is the car would be stuck, like, 
in the side, like, um, on the side barriers. And they would bring a crane out. Um, I think one time they did that for the Japanese Grand Prix or something. Um, they brought a crane out. And then, like, the problem was that, like, it was, it was first of all, raining heavy. And then yeah, it was the driver can see, they didn't even put a red safety car. Like, imagine, like, Pierre Gasly. I think it was Pierre Gasly or someone in the radio who said, like, they didn't even see the crane. Like, that was exactly how I think Jules passed away. Like, yeah. like these crashes, especially, like, in the spa, I was, like, I love it that there's a Grand Prix going on, but, like, this rain, you, you probably should, like, put a red flag because that's, like, that doesn't feel right that, like, you have, you're putting the drivers in risk just because, oh, you're getting money for the the race. Yeah, I just this don't think- has happened so many times in Formula 1 history. You could see, like, Nicky Lauda's crash was exactly like that. It was raining really heavily, and he was like, let's not race. Please, it's going to happen. Like, something bad's going to happen. And then he crashed. And then Ayrton Senna's death, that happened the same thing. Like, he was like, let's not race. It's really, like, heavy rain. Something's going to go wrong. And then he died. And then there's, again, Jules. He died the same like the way that you said it and what happened yes last year was exactly the same thing but no one died happily no one died but like they could have died it's exactly the same thing that happened to jewel and pierre was like he knew him he's best friends with shell and show his like is his um godson so it's like yeah he knows how bad this sport can be he lost um antoine herbert like he died in spa and Jules died in Japan. And those things keep happening on those tracks. And we all know that spot isn't that safe. Like, just fix the goddamn track. They did the race now. You have a whole year to fix the track. So please do. It's like yeah, safety for I, the drivers. It's necessary. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, the fact that I um I actually want to see, uh, I think, what's his name? Um, Juan Manuel Correz, I want to see yeah. him, like, come out and, like, actually talk about, like, I know he's talked about it a couple of times, um, about his experience, um, like, kind of through that crash with Antonio Hubert. Um, I think because, like, a lot of people show their attention to Antonio Hubert's, um, passing away, especially with Pierre Gasly, um, putting the flowers there. I love that, but I also think that some people need to also put their attention to, Juan Manuel Carrez and not hate him for it because yeah he simply didn't do anything wrong this the car spun and it happened to be in his way and he hit it there was nothing he could do no like the human reaction time would not have been not enough to like oh go around the car and they're going yeah. super fast and the fact that he got paralyzed but now he's still driving like honestly I would support the guy for that and I think there was one podcast um, I think it was called the Pit Stop Boys or the Pit Stop Crews. They were making fun of him for that. And I was like, I could not just sit there and listen or watch. Like, they had a little video. I couldn't just sit there and watch that. Like, they were making fun of him, even though he went through something so traumatizing. And yeah. he still has the guts to keep going. And I think that's like, that shows a true driver. And like, someone you shouldn't, you should be idolizing instead of like making fun of them. Of course, like, it wasn't his fault. He didn't make his car spun, like, kill. He didn't mean 
to have him killed. Like it wasn't his fault. It happened. Accidents happened. It was an accident. He also felt the consequences of it. He's paralyzed. And he's so strong for like keep going and then racing again. He's so strong and like having people to like point his errors and I just think he would like if it was me, I would feel guilty. Like I know he's not guilty because he didn't mean to do anything. But I just know I would feel guilty being like, My car did this and like he's dead. So he could actually feel that and people keep pointing out the fact that he died because of his car. So it's just something that's like really rude and you don't think like sometimes people forget that these drivers are actual human beings and they have like feelings and they have thoughts and they they have dreams and then they feel pain. So I just think people need to see like the more human side of drivers, not just the sports side. Yeah, especially I think at the um especially alongside that human feeling. I think at, at the Mexican Grand Prix, um I think the fans were booing at Hamilton or at yeah. Verstappen. I don't remember who they're booing at. Yeah. Like understanding like I think in Drive to Survive, Charles Leclerc said like, Oh yeah, this is what it's like when you're famous, um and you're winning, people are gonna hate you but like that should not be the case. Like I know I, I definitely I know I hate Verstappen, but I only hate him because He's like winning, and my driver's not winning. That's the only reason why. But like, he he seemed like a great person. Like I've seen his Instagram. I've seen like, especially him, like from Kelly's side, like seeing Kelly's Instagram, like the way he talks with Penelope. Like I've seen like he is such a great guy. Like just because my driver's not winning, which I get it. Like I obviously Carlos is not winning, but um, Verstappen is. I don't think he should be booed for that, and I think like understanding that yeah yeah max might seem like an all-time like legend now or like a machine i get it but like that doesn't mean that he he worked hard for his position and i he still he still has more to go kind yeah. of yeah of course like i i never i like when i'm watching races i'm like fuck max for seven i hate him i just like i sometimes i even go like i hope he like um he he hits his car and then I'm like no I don't want him to hit his car I want him to be fine I just want him to go a little back in the grid but um yeah he's like if you see his backstory about like how fucked up his whole childhood was like his father leaving him in the karting because he didn't win the thing like the, the championship and it's just like if you see his like backstory he's not a bad guy He's really not a bad guy. And if you look at his interviews, and if you look in his Instagram and Kelly's Instagram, you just know he's not a bad guy. They portray him as a bad guy in Drive to Survive. And if you're like, if you're a Hamilton fan or if you're um, a Ferrari fan, they make Max look like a bad person. But he's really not a bad person. So yeah. it's just like really sad to see how fans can get like. I am such a tifosi. I would die for Ferrari to win again. But I would never boo another driver, especially knowing what like all of them did to get there. And yeah. Max is also a human being. Like, don't do that to him. He has feelings, guys. Yeah, especially like um even in that episode where in Drive to Five where it was like the like father like son with Mick and the clip where 
Max Verstappen when he was little, he met uh, Michael Schumacher because his dad was friend. Like, yeah. all these drivers that are in the sport, they all have, like, the same story. No matter, like, who's rich, who's poor. Like, I get it. Like, Lewis Hamilton's story, like, as a child can be very heartbreaking, like, having to deal with racism. But also, alongside, all the drivers had to deal with the problem. But they both, like, all of them together had the same childhood where they saw a passion for the sport and then they decided to race in it. And just did whatever they had to do to get there. And all of them worked hard, regardless of who had money, who didn't. I I honestly think that, like, they all were able to kind of come together in the sport. And I think that was, like, that was something that Drive to Survive should have probably portrayed more. Instead of trying to find, like, some drama in the paddock and try to change it up just so that they could get the views. Because, honestly, if you talk about, like, the drivers and what they've gone through you would get views there like the michael schumacher documentary like that was yes. that was an iconic one yeah it would be so amazing like i'm not a fan of Drive to survive i tried to watch it i really did like i tried to watch it but every time like i get like 10 minutes into the episode and i just get so annoyed and so angry at how like they portray the drivers and how much like they make everything everything seems so like dramatic so i don't really like drive to survive it's an an amazing like way to introduce this sport to new people and that is something really good but if they actually did like do 20 episodes about like all the drivers do 10 and split them in half and do about like the driver's backstory or like talk about how they're feeling in the year or just focus on the drivers and the races and not in the drama behind it because yeah it gets views but like if you look and like oh i um if like a little boy he's like oh he's in let's get the like um charles example like oh it's a little boy and he lost his dad and then he sees like charles episode on drive to survive talking about how he lost his dad and he could be like oh I I get what he felt like I did too, and then he can like get familiar with the drivers and get familiar with their story, and like get to know them, and then like get to know the sport because of like how he connected to everything. He can like build an emotional like bond with the sport and the drivers, and then like actually get into Formula One and get into the sport and loving the sport, and it will give them money either way. So just like really appreciate what they have in their hands yeah i totally agree with that um okay so thank you guys for watching the um watching or listening the podcast if you're watching on youtube or listening on spotify um this was me shreya and then this was our guest was anna and um yeah so hope you guys enjoyed um stay tuned for more weekly episodes and yeah bye Bye. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming.